Bulls to make it 28 to 3. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Tossed away. He's in. What a comeback. Embarrassing, shameful, despicable. All of these words apply to the Saints' performance yesterday. Welcome to another episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. I figured I'd start us off with that not quite positive take on the game yesterday. It was fucking awful. Yeah, no positivity is deserved. And honestly, I don't even know if, if that's enough adjectives or if you can even put adjectives on how bad that was so um might be the worst game in the da era <laughs> which is saying something that's saying after something, last dude. year yeah i mean there's reason to be reason to be pissed uh just don't even know where to start you know for a lot of this and it, it just well actually no take that back we know where to start it's squarely with the offense but with the offense it's like what the hell, man? <laughs> I mean, because, I don't know. It, so much was wrong in this game. And I think our problem is that, you know, we keep, we hate being proven wrong. You know, it's like in the offseason, it was, before Derek Carr got here, it was, well, yeah, P. Mark, P. Carmichael had to to Nick's, Nick's take earlier. He had to call shit plays because he had shit guys to run the offense. Well, okay, we got Derek Carr, so now we have a competent quarterback, and with a competent quarterback and all the personnel, then surely uh, this this will this will be better, you know. Uh, but no, I mean Carr comes in, and you're like, well, Carr seems to be okay, but it's the offensive line that is playing like shit. Well, yesterday, the offensive line actually like protected him for the most part, you know, at least a hell of a lot better than their first few games. But it still wasn't enough, you know? And it, it, like at every turn so far, we keep getting proven wrong. And, I mean, that's just a tiny example of what was wrong yesterday. But that that's at least one thing I'm thinking to start things off. Yeah, I would say um, you're saying competent quarterback. I agree he is. He was not yesterday. He was not a competent quarterback. I don't know what happened. His every read was off. He was checking down so early it was crazy. I don't understand why, you know, all of us – I mean, I understand. If if he was fearing getting hit and the injury, maybe that's a contributing factor. But he was literally checking down within a second and a half of, you know, of protection. Um, the reads were bad. We saw multiple plays where, you know, there was a receiver open underneath on some third and, you know, five, six. And he's trying to throw, you know uh, – a deep out instead of just taking that first down. Um, he hung AK out to dry multiple times on those, you know, um, checkdowns. It just wasn't good. Um, I don't know if, you know, no one's blameless, obviously, in the offense. But what's the biggest problem? Everything was a problem this week. Prentice's performance was cut-worthy today. I mean, if they let him go today, it's perfectly warranted. Um, Alave seemed disinterested. Carr was terrible. Um, I, don't, I don't know why. 
play calling, it, it's always easy to say play calling, but when no one's executing plays, it's hard to say if it's play calling. There were people open. We weren't connecting. We uh, AK, ran, I feel, you know, ran his heart out. He ran um, hard, man. Yeah. The, he averaged, what, 4.6 a carry. So behind yeah. our line, I mean, that's an all-time performance this year. I'll get the column positives out of the way. There's two guys that I don't have anything against after this. Just two. There should never be only two. But AK and MT. I think when AK, when his number got called. You're saying Yeah, on offense. On offense. I mean, I don't know how much defense is picking we're going to do. When AK got his number called, he he did everything he could. Uh, Thomas didn't have any issues with, you know, when the ball came his way. He even, you know, adjusted a couple times to catch the ball. But other than that, you know. Yeah, and look, I'm going to say this. I am – so happy we did not do an instant reaction pod <laughs> like we did the week before. You know, that is just, it would have been bad. You oh, know? yeah. And it, well, it's like yeah. I needed a full, what's the uh, Cam Jordan always tweets 24 about hour the 24 rule? hour rule? <laughs> yeah. I needed 24 hours to kind of like digest it and just let Dude. let everything, the emotional aspect of it calm down yeah. and then kind of see the highlights on uh on TV later on at night and, and just kind of, you know, do do reading and hear what all the analysts have to say and just kind of, I guess, blend that together with what I saw. But, man, looking at some of these stats, like Alvin Kamara, 13 catches for 33 yards, which is 2.5 yards a pop. That's including a 10-yard catch. Yeah. I saw that is a bad rushing game. Bad rushing game. And as far as his uh, – what was it? How many receptions was 13. it? 13. 13 for 33. That's actually historic. It is. He broke the record. He broke the record for yeah. lowest amount of yards on that many catches. By almost it, 40 yards. Yeah, by a lot. <laughs> by a lot. Like, that is amazing. And then Derek Carr took 37 attempts to get 127 yards. Obviously, those two stats go hand in hand when you have 13 of them. Right. You know, or 14 attempts because we had the one incompletion uh, between the two. I mean, that is just... <laughs> God, that's so fucking bad. It's historic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and back to your point about not doing an instant pod reaction, you know, because we just would have been yet another voice in the wind of Saints media, Saints Twitter, just being an utter shambles. Oh, God, it's night. bad on there. I mean, it's like, it was I yesterday. Went, I went in in the evening. I, I, t- I gave, you know, had a break. I was with, with my kids, you know, kind of. They were playing with my parents mostly during the game, but, you know, game ended, went back outside. They were doing Halloween decorations and stuff, and I was just still in my head. I'm just like, what What the, hell, what the hell just happened? You know, and so, you know, later on that night, I went in, went back into the Twitters, and holy shit. I mean, fur was flying left and right. You've got analysts mad at the team, uh, AK mad at basically everything. Then you've got... Uh, bloggers and mad at uh you know veteran podcast media guys you know tj and underhill uh going at it it was like oh now we even got our own people beefing against each other this is oh god it was a same civil war <laughs> yeah on, on like, Twitter last well night. i first saw it because brooke uh kirkhoff or i think i'm saying her name right she tweeted the video of ak and and she quote tweeted tj jones and her the caption of her tweet was Wow, I guess we're really going to have to start putting watermarks on our videos now. But anyway, here it is, and I'm like, "Ooh, that seemed a little bit shady." What, what's all that about? Yeah. You know. And then I went in and, and saw that, though, the, the whole way. beef. They I mean, really they're, well, they're actually going to have to now. Yeah, they should but, brand everything. They but it, but my point is like, 
the immediate reaction world was just utter shambles. It, it's like those scenes in movies when you walk into the middle of town and it's like people just rioting and looting and like that's that's this. I don't know that we're necessarily out of that state yet either because we're not. It was only inflamed further today when DA's asked point blank. So what are you going to do to address? Do you see any changes in coaching or whatever coming because of nothing? And you get, no. Yeah, it's it just just. To. No, and then silence. And that's yeah. the thing. We weren't expecting them to because they're not going to. It's not in DA's makeup. It's not in the Saints' well, makeup. It, not in his makeup or translation, and I've seen this out there, doesn't have the balls. <clears throat> you know, and I, I would agree with that. Like, I don't think that's it. I, I think don't, it's... I don't know. I mean, he... You're going to see this for a year, I can tell you. They're, they're going to run this with Carr for the whole year. It, is, it could look terrible the whole time. They're probably not going to change anything for the whole year. I agree In with the offseason, if it's like this, I think we talked about this, if it looks like this at the end of the season, they have yeah. to do something, and they better. Well, But I think they're going to give it a season and with Carr and Carmichael and the whole thing. Um... I agree with that. I and I'm not saying it's the right thing. I'm just saying we know that's what's going to happen. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're pretty certain. And again, I'm not saying I agree with it, the decision, but that is what Nick's right. That is what's going to happen. They're going to give it the whole year. Yeah. You're going to see Carr the whole year, unless he gets killed behind the offensive line, <laughs> which it would be his second death. Um, <clears throat> and I'll say this though. I mean, to, to clarify a little bit, it's like no. Do I think that I'm not advocating for getting rid of P. Carmichael midstream midseason? I'm not advocating for an OC change because that I've I've had people that I was talking to yesterday say like, well, you know, how bad, how much worse could it be? I'm like, well, completely changing worse, completely, but but it's also never worked. But completely changing your (laughs) offense. I mean, it takes a whole offseason to install an offense. Like you can't just say we need a new offensive coordinator now. Like that's that's like. Essentially tanking. I mean, now play calling, That's changing, what I was changing say. Play the play caller is, is a different. different thing, right? So yeah. I would say, I would, I don't know. Give Ronald Curry a chance. Yeah, exactly. I don't think the play calling can get much better. Right. I mean, much worse, much worse. Well, the system isn't going to change in midseason. You know, we 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 all agree on that. But the play calling is something that you can tweak. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's let still somebody not something else have you've a crack seen at be it. successful. You've occasionally had an uh, an offensive coach take the play calling back from a struggling offensive coordinator. Sean That's Payton back with the uh, Giants or the Cowboys. Well, he lost his job, right? He lost his play calling when he was OC with mm-hmm. the Giants. Yeah, um, because it was going very poorly. Um, you've seen that a few times, mm-hmm. but to like say Ronald Curry a guy who's never called plays to just assume in the preseason he is I know well, but that's, you know, we're not really going to hang our hats on that are we right so I'm just saying it can't it's be worse so, well it's something it but can't be worse Corey phrased it best it's not something you want to try and do unless it's I mean I think it even has to be worse than it is now before you try and just completely yeah. pivot well, because yeah. it's hard to do and that's why it's not really been a successful move now so, in the offseason 100% right out the gate if we're this bottom, you know, five ten offense at the end of this season, then he's got to go. At this rate, I, and, we will be, yeah. Right. And that, and that's what he said. He's got the weapons now. That's not an excuse. The offensive line's been horrible. I get it, but that's his job to also make sure that gets sorted out. So, if he doesn't, yeah, this is the audition. This is his last chance, and and he's gone at the end of the season. I think. I, I just wonder how, how. I mean, we keep saying, you know, it can get worse or can it get worse? We went from three fifty one. Total yards in week one to 341 to 252 to 197. <laughs> well, the answer to can it get worse is 100% yes, because we scored points yesterday. It could be zero. 
You know, like it's also I think, the caliber of defense involved there. You know, too, I think about going harder. going into Foxborough this next every week game and, has been harder. You know, now this isn't. No, it hasn't. The Titans had the best defense we've played. The Titans, so yeah, exactly. They were the best defense we were going to play. The Packers were number one when we played them. Their defense, supposedly, that's what they said in the broadcast. I mean, well, I don't know what metric they were using. Yeah. That's what they said. Well, um, using the metric of my eyes, they were not. The Bucks have been a very good defense <laughs> minus one game, like very good. Like no, I'm, not saying the, I'm not saying the Bucks were a bad defense. I just think the hardest defense we've gone up against is has the been Titans. the Titans. Yeah. Now the Bucks might be the second, I think, because in reality, Carolina's, you know. But, but, look, but that's, that's not, well that's not good, the point. But, but we should not be putting up these pathetic stats, oh, no matter who you no, play. Against any team. Let me just say this. Any. And I think we have to take this, you know, because we're, what we're going to do on this recording is solve it, right? We're going to solve the problem, right? <laughs> Which is what everyone seems – everyone that's like shouting into the wind, it's like you can just hear the desperation. Like everybody wants an answer. Well, it ain't out there. You know, and everybody wants to say – is I think that the natural tendency as fans is to is to – desperately try to find one cause of what's going on or one person be it a player or a coach this is that's not the situation it is it is on multiple levels between at least as far as what yesterday showed you know da let me just let me back up a little bit let's start with this in terms of Pete carmichael and his play calling uh, or what we've seen thus far a lot of people want to say well you know we're We've had four games with him, but we've had four games with him and Derek Carr. I mean, we've got multiple, Three you know, a full season worth going to last year, one before that. So it's not just four games. It is a lot of games with Carmichael calling the shots. And yet there have been experiments with other teams where they've tried to switch play callers. But I mean, I think this is a truly unique situation with Carmichael. His entire career with Sean Payton, he was the guy the X's and O's guru. Uh, you know, it was supposedly. Do- well, was supposedly, but I mean, I think there's other reputable sources to back up at least his smarts when it comes to offensive uh, play well, drawing. He can be smart. And I, I get where you're going but, with this But point, what, I, what but I'm going is, is he hasn't that, done anything. So where I'm going with this is like, maybe, you know, it's incredibly likely, and I think this is the case, that he's in the wrong fucking role. And, I, and that and his dad is this role. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. His play caller. Uh, OC... Maybe, but typically your OC is the one calling plays. So I think I'm not going to say the definition of insanity. We all know what the hell it is, but we're we're doing the same damn thing. Well, we're not making any changes. I think something, some kind of altering, some kind of shift has to be made. You know, whether it's putting Curry in there because the play calling can't get much worse. But it, what I see out of the play calling, and it's not all. Look, I'll say this too, and this might be an unpopular take: the whole game was not bad play calling there were points in the game the first especially especially. between the 20s on first and second down where we were moving uh we did pretty damn well at times between the 20s it was like the whole world grinded to a halt when we we got in the red zone and got a third down inside the 30 how many times it was like he literally just shat his pants (laughs) i don't know that we got to the red zone i don't think we got there no we were in the red zone like twice definitely twice was not in the red zone or when we got anywhere, when we got within field goal range, put it that way. When you're well, within field goal range, you're within. Difference. I know it's not the red zone, but let's just call it Either field way, goal range. I th- agree I with your point. He shat his pants when we got into striking distance of the yeah. end zone. I I don't know. I, like there was plays out there that we just didn't make too. Let's be honest. Uh, when you see Carr climb the pocket, slide to the left, the defender on Prentice comes straight at Carr and he lobs it right over him. 
hits Prentice in both hands. There is no one up that sideline. Right. Yeah, that's that a 30 catch, yard play. That's a 30, that's field goal range right there. Yeah. You know, you see that him fumbling right after the defense comes up huge. Yeah. Game seven three. Yadam picks it off. Prentice immediately fumbles inside the five yard line. And I got more upset about that. But why because, are we running the fullback? Dude? Well, but I, got, I was getting ready to say a little earlier when when y'all were talking about the Twitter meltdown. It was funny. One of the things we all watched. <laughs> the guy's like, "It's third and one. Why not run the fullback?" Well, we know why we don't want to run the fullback. Yeah. He showed us why we don't want to run the fullback. Yeah, so that that's was not a fix. Made readily Why would apparent. you give Prentice his first touch of the season? With 26 or whatever seconds left in the well, half on yeah. the one-yard line coming out of the end zone. Why yeah. the fuck are you I mean, we can say that, but it was a five-yard run, very successful. A dude that's in the NFL should not fumble. DA spoke <laughs> to he's it. He's a fullback. No offense, Corey. He's a fucking fullback. No, I think he gave SP all— SP did it all the time. It's he a gave all fullbacks, offense, current and former, myself included, a black eye on that fumble. Let's just call a spade a spade there. But no, in all seriousness, DA in his postgame hit on it and said, uh, you know— which almost made me more upset is that the only reason they even ran that play was to have enough room to kneel on it. Like they Correct. weren't trying to get yardage to score. They were. No, only, I get that. There's twenty no, something but, seconds but left. Like, you don't so, need to be also, blown in. No, in but my I, opinion, a very bad call by the refs but on like, that play. He was dragged into the end zone. They called him. Well, it, should, it should have been a touchback. It should have been a touchback. Yeah. That was yeah. Agree on that, yeah. That was, I don't know if it was. Yeah. I don't know who the analyst was, but he had a good point when he was like, "The momentum in the end zone is usually something when the player's own momentum brings right, him right. the end zone, not, not when he's thrown." There's a guy the dragging end. him into the end yeah. zone, it's, and but I mean, I was just regardless of what we think about the play, I was just more. I was even more enraged when I was like, "Whoa, wait, wait, I get kneeling on it. That's fine, kneel on it." But you ran the fullback just to get a little bit of extra room. I mean, just like. Couldn't a running back have gotten you up? Let Taysom do it. A yard? If you're just going to do that, bring Taysom in and let him fall forward. And also, like, I mean, I know the ball's at the one, but this like, is something we've know. done for 15 years. So, so, so let's, I'm, don't, well, I'm, that's also my issue, though. We're still fucking. Someone said yesterday it was this uh, Sean Payton karaoke offense that we're still trying to run. Ooh, I don't God. remember who the hell said it. Somebody tweeted it. There was and a, it's spot on. There was a ton of tweets yesterday that were just so true, but so bad. I was like, yep. Yeah, but, but, but I, was like, point, I was like, yep, could have gone without but seeing that. But this is literally them <laughs> trying to keep. Deshaun Payton offense going, and I get it. You know, last year I got it. The whole continuity thing. Big win for Payton yesterday, by the way. Yeah, like they, you know, oh, the whole continuity cut, thing. Cut his sleeves off. That was hilarious. <laughs> and it, the thing is, it's not working. We don't need to continue trying to do this shit. Like it's not yeah. working. Yeah, that they we, had fucking Eric Bieniemy in the uh, office for what eight hours last year in the off season. Yeah, and we couldn't hire the fucking guy. Like yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, well, there's a. There's a whole separate debate we're not going to get into about head coaching versus coordinator mentality, but let's let's go back to this. All right. Well, hey, let well, me say this, though. Look at the schedule. Okay, Bill Belichick going for his 300th win on Sunday at home. Do you think we're going to stop him there? With what factoring in what we saw yesterday, the schedule all of a sudden looks a hell of a lot, a hell of a lot difficult. To be fair, I they mean, actually looked worse than us yesterday. <laughs> Against if the you Cow- watch that but game. I mean, like the Bucks looked like shit against the Eagles, and you know the Patriots played another NFC contender, and the Cowboys looked like shit. So it yeah, kind of fits the, the same Cowboys mold. Lost to the Cardinals, dude. I don't think. Well, that was a Cowboy. That was a Cowboys loss. I mean, they they clearly. They, I think the Cowboys have something going this year. Well, we're veering off path here. But the reality I'm, is, the schedule looks daunting as and fuck then, now. And then it's not even like if you wanted to even say the Jaguars are beatable. Even you know Atlanta sucks, so who gives a shit about the Falcons? They beat the Falcons; that was expected. But you get the Jaguars on a short week, you know. So even if you are trying to 
Let's just say the Clouds. Well, hold on, you got the Texans before then. They're oh, that's right. Two yeah, and you, two. Got the, you got the Texans, and then you have the Jags on a short week. So yeah. the Texans are no longer. The schedule is not daunting. The, the well, schedule is. Oh, so you feel confident in these next couple of games? No, you think, but that's not a daunting schedule. Somewhere Houston, for, Indy, this, for, for our offense, that is beyond daunting. That's Mount fucking. It's not Everest. the. It's not mean, good uh, teams, Mount dude. Caden? Those teams are not making the playoffs. So that, that doesn't matter. That's still our offense. So you're saying the guys? whole league's daunting. If, uh, against this, against the offense, no, I saw you can say the Saints yeah. suck and they can't beat bad teams, but those are not okay. daunting teams Who's, to face. Okay, it's let, our let's, fault, let's not play, the teams dude, we're facing. We're not good. Like you're saying, two different I mean, teams. I'm, I'm sorry. The Bucks are three and one. They are what their record says they are. Right Unless now. we have a miraculous about face from what we did yesterday. You're talking about the forward schedule. They are. I'm not talking great. about the forward. Yeah, I'm not so saying we're going to beat them. The I'm Patriots. saying they are not daunting teams. If that was the Eagles. You know the 49ers, That's a daunting okay. schedule. This is an easy schedule that we may not manage. <laughs> let me let me ask. Okay. It's still an easy schedule. Let, let me not ask, as easy let me ask as we you this, Nick. All right. So the team that played yesterday, the Saints team that played yesterday, goes into Foxborough. They're losing. They lose. Is that not daunting to take the team we that's saw yesterday? It's not a daunting team. No, New England is still not a daunting. It team. is a daunting task. Okay. Well, so I, it sounds Nick like you're saying it's an even matchup taking last, last, yesterday's team. No, I'm not into talking Fox about the matchup at all. Matchup. I'm talking about the teams. New England is not a good team. Okay. We may still lose. So, but they are not a good team. We are not a good. team. We could be way worse. That's true. But that doesn't make them a good team just because. I didn't we're say not they good. were a good team. I said it's a daunting fucking part of the schedule now because we are yeah. awful. It is more a reflection on how bad we are. Let me ask you this: We fucking suck, dude. I who, understand, who but think, it has nothing to do with this. Who's schedule? a better quarterback so far this year, CJ Stroud or Baker Mayfield? I don't know. It's probably. I mean, Stroud's up. looked fucking good so far, and I think yeah. he's looked a hell of a lot better than Baker. And we let Baker just kind of seven touchdowns and two interceptions. He's three and one. I mean, my God, I would kill for Carr to have those numbers. Yeah. What's yeah. sad is he he tried to give us the game like we thought he and, did. He and, did try, and, and, and we didn't, didn't take it. the first one. And then we gave him the ball in the five and gave him a free touchdown. We gave him the game. So but let's be real. If you're asking me if I would take Baker Mayfield of right now over Derek Carr of right now, I'm taking fucking Baker yeah, eight times I mean, out of the week. I, I, I'm I, not. Well. For for a week, uh, it's a different topic. Let, let's let's get into this. Okay, everyone wants to blame one person or one entity. Well, you can't blame one person so, or one. So tell me, who do you put yesterday yesterday's offensive debacle on more, Carmichael or players? Because we talked about. I don't think there were some there were some players all terrible. What well, it doesn't matter, but I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, I can't pin it on one. I think person. that was a team effort of it's just a, it was terrible. A, it's a total team effort of shit. Every mm-hmm. single person on that offense. From the coaching systemic. staff all the way down to the last player on the uh, depth chart yeah. has blood on their hands. So Juwan you, Johnson saw it coming. He just stayed in the tunnel. <laughs> he he just didn't even come out. He ran out and said, nope, turn around. Max's uh, MVP decided not to play. So, <laughs> so is it safe to say, you, do you feel like Max, like, he's given there me was, zero two times out of four weeks in fantasy? Geez. So I'll ask you all both. Do, do you all feel like there was a lack of, I mean, this might be an easy answer, but did you see a utter lack of execution on the offensive skill players? Is that a part? serious question? Yes. I mean, because like some of them, but we talked about it, some of them did. Corey, some yesterday of them didn't. was a prime example of a lack of execution, b lack of adjustments, lack of I mean, lack of whatever you want to throw in there. So it was like, that's what it was. So we all agree that we had bad play calling, going bad to execution, players everything. playing poorly. Uh, everything. It's a perfect storm. You don't score it's six points score. without everyone sucking. And yeah. You know, we we we've talked extensively about Alave's performance. I have no idea what was going on. Carr was terrible. Carr was, I don't know. Well, here, he played so much better the first two games than he did today, and he wasn't great in the first two. He, but Carr, that was really bad. Carr looked exactly how the rest of the nation's reporters 
yeah. described him when we saw him. That was him. what was concerning. Like, that is know. literally, it is to a T where everyone's like, yeah, he's somewhere in the 20s. One guy, I can't remember, he does his QB rankings every year. He had Carr and Andy Dalton separated by one spot yeah. on his rankings. Yeah. And guess what? That looks true to fucking life right now. Well, let's say this. Carr is just Andy Dalton with a you know $180 million contract right now. What do you think about the difference between Carr versus Jameis? <laughs> do you think there's a difference there? Clutch by Jameis there, coming in under throwing by 20, and getting his pick in real was, quick. That was, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that was a horrendous that was, throw. That was classic. I think, I think Jameis well, 104 and self, self-destructive. Do you, do you really want to see Jameis come in and throw no, two I touchdowns? Don't. I'm, I'm just we asking. Don't want to, like, nope. it, it behooves them, and I brought this up in the preseason, where I said it's bad to keep him on the roster. Because if Carr starts off bad or has a real you. bad game and Jameis comes in and throws a couple of touchdowns, the fucking cult of Jameis is not going to shut up. But that, oh, yeah. that, that is perfect. What happened is perfect for people to check Thank themselves. God, and be like, that's yeah, what okay, happened. Okay, maybe, maybe I'm out of my head. The, the best interception thrown by the Saints. Can you imagine if Jameis throws <laughs> this year? That was an epic bad pass. Can you imagine if he comes in and throws, and that's a 70-yard touchdown? Twitter would have been saying. in fucking shambles about why didn't Jameis start, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but now look at him. 0-for-1 pick on a just horrendous, one, horrendous decision to throw it, two, horrendous pass. It was bad, and it checked every box. It well, was thank so God it happened, because it would be a bad place today if that dude throws a touchdown or throws a two touchdowns and brings us a little bit closer. Yeah, because he still would be still a lost. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I, the, yeah, the Chris Olave thing is mind-boggling, because it's like and y'all are gonna have to speak more to that because I was at the game. I didn't. I couldn't. Well, it see came up whether it, he it was came loafing up or on, whatever on the TV broadcast, and they showed a replay. And it also came up. Uh, you know, we were talking about the having the access to the all twenty-two. Uh, you know, uh, view of the of the uh, the game. One of the guys who's been doing it for a while, and I think he's a great follow, uh, is a uh, Rev Deuce at Rev Deuce Wyndham. Uh, you know, he typically. Typically, does player scouts like he'll take the whole game and break it down. This past game, he did uh, like a breakdown of the play calling and coaching. You know, he said it's a little bit out of his comfort zone, so maybe there's some on there that maybe we don't all agree with. But I think he did a good job of at least taking a few and highlighting that. Okay, on these plays, these players were just put in awful positions to where there's a couple throws that Carr made, like put the ball on a on a dime, Uh, but it was just most of these throws these guys were in terrible position and so meaning like we have strengths to the middle of the field the yeah we're running all these highlighted guys on that out route though Carr never should have thrown that out route the receiver in the flat was open and it was a third and one wasn't it thomas in the flat there that's a turnaround catch first down yeah and and the thing about i don't know when i saw Carr, we go back to the olave thing when i saw Carr holding on to the ball that long i just well, that's a car thing. Well, but here's the thing. We can't car tell. Family, actually. And I, look, full disclosure, big shocker, I have not watched every play on the All-22 view. But, you know, I would believe it if it's a Jameis thing because of his track record. But, you know, you, we, we can't tell what the receivers are doing down the field. And if you've got a lackluster, one of two things. You've got lackluster effort from guys like Olave who aren't running into the soft spot of the zone, or if they're a man, they're not running hard enough to get separation from their guy, or you've got plays being called that are putting the receivers in the same exact passing window, and so they're covered by default. I I can't believe, and call me call me out on it if you want, but like I can't believe that it's all on Carr 
Hold on. It could not have been. It could not have been there. Hold on. Hold on. It could not have been there. It's not all on anybody. No, no, no. I'm not saying all. I'm not saying all. I'm saying the holding the ball. I'm saying Carr holding the ball. No, it's a combination. I think has to be on play calling and the receivers as well. Because I just think if something's there, he's throwing it. And look, I know it's I know it's human nature. Everybody wants to that be ball able to, went to the flat quick a lot. Yeah, everybody wants to latch because nothing on, else was there. Everybody wants to but latch on to a singular thing that is causing you yeah. know the chaos, and we can't do that because it is, as Nick said, a perfect storm where all of these things are coming together and going wrong at the same time, which mm-hmm. is causing this shitstorm of an offense that we're seeing. You know, it's a combination of the play calling. It's a combination of the execution by the players. It's a combination of cars. It's a combination of the offensive line, the wide receivers, the, t- the tight ends. Do we even have tight ends on our team? Well, we didn't this week. They were all I mean, hurt. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy played, but, you know, he, he, he did better anyone. as a blocker than a Let's put it this receiver. way. If, <laughs> if we were playing fairly well on offense and this game happened, everyone on the planet would be saying, we laid an egg, let's just throw that tape away and move on. Right. The problem is we aren't playing well on offense, and then we just made it worse. So now it's a huge, huge issue. Things are, like y'all said, are not going in an upward direction. They're going in a down direction. Yeah. Um, last week you could write off with Carr getting hurt at halftime. Fine. I, you know, I'm in that group. Today there's no excuse. Or yesterday there's no excuse. That, that was an epically bad performance. Coaches, players, there was no heart in it on offense at None. all. None. Uh, defense, very little heart. You know, we haven't talked about that yet, but – who really showed up on defense? Brise, that's yeah. it. That's it. I mean, that's it. Yeah, the, the Alante whole... got beat a couple of times. Yadam had the great play, but he also got torched by Godwin. I mean, if we're being fair. Now, he did make the biggest defensive play of the game, too. Saved a touchdown that we immediately gave back. But the defense got to third down a lot early in the game and could not get off the field. I mean, Baker converted like five of six. Three of them, I think, were on scrambles, which, you know, not necessarily his forte. You know, he converted a third and eight, a third and six. The defensive line has gone backwards since the first two games, for sure. They're not getting home. Um, they're not even getting a lot of pressure. So Brzee's the only one on a week-to-week yeah. basis who's, who's actually gotten better on defense. But let me let me say this. Yeah. I want to see what Carr's stats are, his passing stats, and I meant to do this earlier. If you pull out the 40-whatever-yarder to Rashid Shahid in week one, Mm-hmm. You pull out the long pass to uh, Olave in week two. Yeah, I want to see what his stats are, and I want to see if like you pull <laughs> those two plays out, do we even win those games? And secondly, what are his stats? No, I mean because I think this is not a good start for him. It's funny because we're looking back after a negative, saying if he doesn't do that, do we even win? But in those first two games, we're like Derek Carr won the game for us. Right, he won. Well, and it's clutch. like so. The answer to that they were clutch, but I'm geez, not going to well, take that away. So the answer to that question would throws. be: if you take them out, then we don't win. Correct. You know? So. We don't win those games if he doesn't make those two throws. And those two throws were perfect. Yeah, and look, I get, you know, we talked about it before in the last couple of weeks that, you know, there was going to be some adjustment period coming over from the preseason and training camp since the uh, offense didn't have that many reps together as a unit. But the reality is we're a quarter of the way through the season. Like, we are one out of four through the season. So... They've I'll got to get this. their shit together. Again, I keep saying this week to week, and at some point it's going to run out. But if you'd have told me we were 2-2, two and two, I wouldn't have thought it was the end of the world before the season. Agreed. When you start 2-0 and oh, and you look like that in the, ne- in the last – well, just the last six quarters have been yeah. terrible. You feel differently. But 2-2 two and two is not the end of the world. But if this doesn't get going immediately, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a bad sign. It has to change immediately. 
the pl- someone has to step up leadership wise. Uh, you know, I feel like Carr had done that in the preseason. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why there's just not. You know, well, this, yeah, this, at some point though, his his actions have to. You can't just keep saying I'm gonna play better, right? right. You gotta he's got to play better. Yeah, he's saying the right things, and and a lot of the players were sufficiently pissed off and saying the right things yesterday. But uh, I mean, another thing that people were talking about in the whole debacle shambles aftermath was, you know, what the hell was it that we were looking at in the off season in training camp in the preseason when the offense did look good? You know, do you all think? Yeah, but did it? We saw Carr for one drive in the preseason. None of us saw training camp. Like, we we harped on you all offseason. Like, he's throwing passes on air. Right. That means jack shit well, no, I mean, the, in the minicamps. So the we didn't see anything in, in preseason, training camp, or any of that that, sh- that well, told us Carr was going to be well, good. No, there was, as you know, there was a lot no, coming just saw out us about. You saw him more organized. Right. You saw him yes. huddling the guys. That, but you didn't see him throwing in live situations. Like, he had one drive. They, they ran team drills against their ones, Max. Like, did we you had, watch all of these, Coy? No, I didn't watch, but okay. we saw so reports. what I'm telling you we is, saw you, reports. no, we didn't see it. We just heard reporters no, we saying saw, he completed passes right. on air. So, right. But all of the reporters, except for, hell, maybe Jeff Duncan was right the whole time because he was the only one saying anything bad about him. But well, whether, he told Max we were going to thrash Tampa yesterday, so that's, <laughs> well, that's give great. too much that's credit. <laughs> Hot take. Glad you, I'm glad you outed him on that one. Uh, that needed to be known. But, you know, no. But when we had the joint practice against against the Chargers and Mike Thomas was beating uh, J.C. Jackson and we had success against Yeah, but you didn't realize the, there was a different, me, no, there was a different take on that from the Chargers uh, so beat reporters. That's what so I'm saying. So you're getting two completely different takes. So there's a the truth somewhere in the middle. We can, right. But we can all agree that everyone who has access to the team – a.k.a. our beat reporters who watched the team, watched them with Carr. Not everybody. Duncan, you just said it. Duncan was one of them that wasn't. Everybody, he was waiting on that parade the whole time. The Let's just – you can admit uh, – this is taking too long to just say – the reports were positive about the way the offense looked. They're always positive in training y'all, camp. Y'all just both need to come to my side and say preseason is meaningless. It's I'm on your side with that. I've been but, on that. I don't okay. buy into it at all. I, I don't, don't either. Do we think the way the offense – was reported to be clicking earlier in training camp and in preseason was just a mirage at this no, point. No, yes, I think Apparently it, was it was. I think it was positive. I, mean, I think it's always positive. It's I always think, positive. Like the question is like, is there really something there for us to get get quote back to, or are we? This no, is this no, is what we are. No, like no, we, I think we're still on the figure it out part. I don't think we got anywhere yet. Because if you talk to the players, uh, you, you hear the quotes from the players. I haven't talked to any players, so to, to your point, Max. Uh, but if you hear the quotes from the players, they're, they're saying what the way we were operating in training camp, the way we were operating in the preseason, and even points in, you know when they had success against the Titans and stuff, that was real. We had a flow. We had a cohesiveness. That was real. And it's, they almost sounded like something from a chick flick. That was real to us. Do you think it was real? No, Is there it hasn't been to? real all season. We yeah. have not been able to run the ball all season. Right. Well, the part of that, AK missed three games. Now Jamal's missed two games. Uh, Miller's missed well missed been hurt the whole time got a knee brace on still um, I hear you but the offensive line was a shit show the Jawan first out weeks. Foster out offensive line's been terrible Pete's now hurt I think we've yeah, got concussion. Ruiz out 
Well, to a point so, you made, Max, like when Pete was in there, they actually had some some daylight on the running game, and then he goes out with a concussion. Well, I mean, look, and Hurst is regressed. I mean, he's I think he's thirty one or thirty two. You know, he's 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 a backup at this point, and I think they realize that. I think when all these concussions clear up, hopefully soon, you're going to see Pete at left guard, and you'll see Ruiz at right I guard, so. and Hurst will go to the bench because that's been the best combination for us so far. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, um, but to answer your original point. I think, obviously, everything that they talked about, all the beat writers, all of them. All the hype, the positivity. It was a mirage. But to Nick's point, this is every single year in OTAs, in mini camps, in training camp, and especially now when you don't even see starters in the preseason anymore, that now it's just like it's their thing. They got to hype it up. It's the product. They got to sell the product. I think that's a little bit revisionist, though, because we were not that hype the year before we were not that hype with Jameis I mean or Dalton I remember or, you know, hearing Jameis looks fantastic in pre in minicamp and all that it was the same shit dude and Nick and I tried to tell you when we I, th- I don't remember what episode it was it was one of the uh, minicamp OTA ones and you were leading off with like Carr was 15 of 16 and and you know practice or whatever it's like it was he's throwing against air <laughs> and it doesn't fucking matter no he was perfect in the team and to Nick's point preseason doesn't fucking matter it really it matters from a standpoint of like getting preparation and getting cohesion yeah. with your teammates, but like the actual results, like no one's scheming. You're playing against you know half these guys are going to be fucking working at Trader Joe's the next week. Yeah. So yes, it was obviously a mirage given that we have seen four straight weeks of just not good offense. Yeah. So now that we know where we are, what do you think we need to do to correct it? I mean, if because we we they say. Working hard. I mean, if I hear DAs use the phrase "working hard to fix it," it's like that. He said that every fucking week that he's been head coach. What do you want to see? We got to see. Something I think we different. covered it earlier. Like you and I, I think we're on the same page about let Ronald Curry call the plays. You know, it's it's obviously we can all agree that they're not going to make. You're not going to fire the offensive coordinator and change the offense in week five. Nor should they. Right. It's one of these things where the offense is the offense. And it's going to be the offense, for better or worse, through all 17 games. At this point, give someone else a shot at calling plays and just see if that gives you a spark. If you guys saw the Steelers yesterday, uh, they were pretty embarrassed after their loss to the Texans. And someone asked Mike Tomlin, do you have any changes coming? He said, absolutely, there will be changes. He wasn't afraid to say that is a fucking borderline Hall of Fame coach, if not Hall of Fame coach. Who isn't going to stand for this bullshit for fucking more than a couple of weeks? Yeah, and, and that's actually they get it. They get it together but somehow. That's for me. To be fair, what do you think he does? Honestly, well, the pit, so Pickett's hurt. I don't know how long he's out. I'll be honest with you. I don't know the Steelers' situation. I, yeah. I just don't. I, I I'm can't just saying speak. that a lot of that's lip service, and that's probably the best thing to say in an interview. Say it. Um, yeah, but he's not overhauling his team after after a. Well, he said he was going to overhaul it, but I promise right. you, there'll be some new. It'll be a, a starter or two that's new in a key spot, or somebody else is going to call offensive plays. I told you, I watched the Steelers uh, the previous week, and I had a bet yeah. on uh, Jalen Samuels having to get to the four catches, and just watching that offense, it was so fucking predictable. Yeah, like I think I was texting uh, you, Nick. I'm like, yeah, look. Pickett, he drops back, he locks right into yeah. his Part of that primary target the entire time. <laughs> and it's like, if they bring in Samuels, he was either going to block okay. or it was going to be a, a flare out to him on third down. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, Najee Harris was in, it was going to be a run right up the gut. They did that for the entire four quarters that I watched that game. And like, I, I, I couldn't even, my eyes were burning. Like, it was bad. Yeah. It kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier. I mean, like, you can only, like, these guys are going to say the things we expect them to say. 
in a press conference. But like, I don't know. With Da, it just strikes me that he's he doesn't he's unwilling to just say to just get out there and say, yeah, everybody is at square one. You know, um, I think you've heard coaches say before. It's like whoever shows up and plays the best is that's who's going to play. Well, that same shit has to apply. He has to instill fear in his coaches. One thing at least good about Sean Payton is all the coaches felt like they were on a short leash. He put the fear of God into his staff. I don't feel, I don't see that with DA. I don't see that, you know, all the assistants running around are like afraid of DA. And I'm not saying that they should be afraid the same way. I don't think DA should be a complete asshole or complete dick the way Sean Payton was, but it's like, at least get up there and publicly say like, yeah, we're going to look at everything. You know, we're going to look at Carmichael. We're going to look at the passing coordinator. We're going to, you know, we're, we're going to look at everybody. We're going to look just at the wide that. receiver coach. Yeah. Just at least say it. Don't get up there and say, oh, we're not going to change anything. We'll just get up there and go to Jim Mora <laughs> route and just say diddly poo. Yeah, he didn't say diddly poo. I mean, that's that's something. But I think what Jim Mora was fired like the next day after that interview. He quit. He didn't get fired. He, he quit. quit. He got tired. He just looked Whatever at it and fucking, I'm out. And All right. I, God, man, Enough I was looking bitching. at that. Let's, let's look at how bad we predicted this game. Oh, God. Do you have, do you have it written down? I have it written down. Well, lo- hold on. I know I said it was going to be an offensive slog. I said uh, that, too. Yeah. I think we, agree- we agreed we on that. I think we all agreed on we that. We said yeah. this is going to be hardest shit to watch. Yeah. At least we got that part right. No, we got, all- <laughs> we got that right. Yeah. Uh, we all said we needed a defensive touchdown to win. <laughs> so, uh, Corey, needed- 17-14, Honey Badger, would get a turnover. Um, Offensive MVP was Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas. I mean, he's got a case. That's how rough it was. Even though I think he had uh, what, Camara. five. Ca- you give yeah. it to Camara. I would. I would yeah, put Camara over MT. Um, even some of Camara's runs were when he had when his he had runs. Run. Camara ran hard. Yeah, yeah. Camara's absolutely. That was another play calling thing where, like, when they kept forcing him to the outside, you know. And I'll hit on it real quick. But holy shit, that reverse was one of the worst play calls. I've ever seen. No one's running after Derek Carr when he has the ball. Did you see the the two lead blockers? Pete just ran by the two guys who made the tackle, ran right between them. They both went right by him. And Prentice came across the formation and just kept running. And he never touched anybody. He just kept going to the sideline. It was bizarre. Just to uh, add a little more color to Kamara as the MVP, I, I looked up. It was one point in the fourth quarter. And I remember looking up at the stats when they posted them, and it said Camara, and I want to say it was like nine carries for 50 yards at that point. And I'm like, yeah. how the hell is he averaging five yards a carry in this game with like zero? He looked good running game? it. He had 24, he 24 touches for 84 yards uh, all in. Obviously, a lot of those catches were not his fault. They were thrown in just terrible yeah. situations. Camara's the offensive MVP. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only other case, Thomas was four for 53. Um, and... But he targets. didn't he disappear until the fourth quarter, basically. Well, he had two in the think in the first. Well, if you look half, at the, I think it was two in each half. Looking at the film, oh, it's it's like, it's it wasn't a lot. It's yeah, it's just, that was another frustrating thing that ran him out of the plays. It's like he's when you have Shahid and Alave, why is Thomas the one running deep down the field? <laughs> so who well, was Shahid the defensive dropped the screen MVP? too. So oh, <laughs> uh, Brzee, Brzee's the defensive MVP, yeah, yeah by far. Um, but. I had Taysom. Uh, it looked like it was going to be a game featuring him in the first half. We tried to get him the ball. It was unsuccessful. I think he had uh, one catch, four carries. He threw a pass. It looks like we were going to feature him, and then he just wasn't getting anything on the ground, and we kind of got away from it. But um, not a great game for him. 17 total yards from scrimmage plus a 13-yard pass. Right. Max had Juwan, who decided not to play. 
Um, <laughs> I had some, Lattimore uh, on defense. Jawan has some TikTok videos to film with his wifey. <laughs> hey, it's important. You know, you gotta, you, these guys have brands now. You know, and Max had Alante, who was okay. Um, he got. I know he got beat on a couple routes. Lattimore gave up one route for sure to Mike Evans on an out route where he was beat, um, but otherwise pretty solid. He had five solo tackles. Um, Alante, what did he finish with? It was a weird defensive game because, like, besides Brzee, it just seemed like nobody no one, did anything no one, other yeah. than Brzee. Nobody Brzee, stood out. Brzee played – he had three tackles for loss, a sack, yeah. uh, I think he, five He tackles. was awesome. He and, was look, like, I'll say this from being, you know, basically field level watching the game, it's hard for me to really see what's going on big picture-wise other yeah. than, like, who's getting the ball and all that. Oh, well, quick shout-out. We saw what you were doing when you got on TV. Yeah, oh, yeah. showing, showing TV, heart and fire, TV which the star. fucking team didn't do. <laughs> But, uh, that was one of the few highlights of the game was your video. That was the only highlight. Yeah, but the uh, I think the biggest thing, you know, Buzzi, definitely defensive uh, MVP for the game, Camaro offensive MVP. We were all pretty spot on with our assessment that the offense was going to be terrible again and it was going to be a slog. It absolutely was. We just gave them the credit of we thought they would score a touchdown and yeah. we thought they would win. But uh, I guess we should say one thing about the defense – um, Brzee was great. Everybody I think that, else was kind of yeah. <laughs> I mean, streaks over the twenty points. We hit over. on it. I mean, they they let. I mean, I, I think like the initial defensive coverage was was okay, but then the plays broke down. You know, yeah. it's like they let Baker run around. And look, I, I said this. Say, the I said D-line this. Didn't get home, and that's why they got most of everything they got. The secondary held up for four seconds all day long. Yeah, yeah. And the D line either let Baker get out of the pocket and run for the first down, or. Get, he had five plus seconds to find a secondary option and and beat us. What just, I said, it, it what felt I said, like I it got to third and like three or four a lot. Yeah, and we would just give up a yard more than they needed. They, what I said in our preview pod, and yeah, I give myself credit on this. What I did want to happen happened, and that was we didn't get the pressure we needed to. Baker felt comfortable all game. Yeah. When Baker feels comfortable, Baker feels confident. He acts like a douche and is cocky, and he did it to his benefit. And I'm happy for him. you know, I'm sure you are. Hate that guy. Yeah, well, it is what it is. <laughs> but crazy. no, he was he was comfortable when he made plays, and that's that's just what it boils out. We we that's it. That's well, all. That's what one the last thing. Did. They only ran six more plays than us, and it felt like they ran a hundred more plays than us. <laughs> that's how bad our offense was. Yeah, the defense I think was okay except for on third down. They gave up over fifty. That, that, that's, that's what, what I. Them. That's, that's what, what I saw. You know, from being there, it, it it just seemed like we were okay, and then we get the third down and blow it. Yeah, we exactly. put on a master class of holding onto the ball. And not doing shit with it. Yeah. In this game. But. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap us up on this episode. Uh, tune in in a couple of days. Hopefully, we'll have something a little more positive to talk about when we tackle the Patriots yeah. game. 24 hour rule. <laughs> 24 hour rule, exactly. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Who up?